Hello. How you doing? Oh, we laugh. We laugh. I am Hope Cavendish. This is a podcast where every week, myself and the intrepid and arguably infamous Jessica Durand, we watch an actor's highest rated, most beloved movie on Rotten Tomatoes, and then we also watch the movie that is trash. The movie that is garbage. The movie that makes you hate movies and say, oh wow, so movies are evil and made by Satan and should never have been a thing. We watched that lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes as well. So this week for this episode, we have chosen the one and very much only Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Now you might know Mr. Orlando Bloom from the Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. You might know him from the Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. You might know him from being Orlando Bloom. These are all things that you, listener, might know Orlando Bloom from. And we welcome all of those all of those different knowledge bases. Jess knows him from something wild, <laughs> something that took my breath away, and just might do the same for you. Oh, and in smaller news, this is the last episode recorded with my old microphone. I'm recording this intro on my new wonderful, fun, and fancy mic. My old mic is neither fun nor fancy, and that's tough, but it's the case. So we soldier on. We soldier on. Thank you. Good morning. How is everyone doing? Good morning. So, yeah, this week we are doing Orlando Bloom, and I got to watch his highest-rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Jess watched his lowest. I did. And, yeah, we could just say up top that I watched Lord of the Rings uh, Two Towers. Jess, what did you watch? What was it called? I watched The Calcium Kid. Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm not going to blame myself for not remembering what your movie was called. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, tell me, Hope, what is your relationship with Orlando Bloom? Or uh, relationship to, not with. Maybe both. You don't know. Or maybe both. <laughs> I hope she's okay with me saying this. I don't think she'll care. My sister had a big crush on him for a bit there. So that's that's my strongest association with him, is my sister's okay. crush on him. I... I'm vaguely positive about Orlando Bloom. I don't have a bad word to say about the guy. I think he's fine. I never think about him. I ne- he never Great. crosses my mind. But my sister Great. was, she went through a big phase where like that kind of look was her thing. So in that phase, Orlando Bloom was number one. Mm. Have you interacted with him as a Lord of the Rings person at all? I've never seen any of these movies other than okay, the great. one I saw for this. Uh, and I've never read any book. I, I know nothing. Um, Me neither. I would Me say I, neither. I would say I still know nothing mm. about Lord of the Rings. Unfortunately, I don't think that that's really changed much. But I have seen him mm. in the Parts of the Caribbean movies. And I think my favorite Orlando Bloom movie is the first Parts of the Caribbean movie, which I actually watched again recently. I don't know why. I was just in the mood. And yeah, you know, holds up. Don't end up, you know, uh, but it holds up. And nice. I, my least favorite Orlando Bloom movie is a movie that he did called Elizabeth Town. I don't even know why I've seen it, but I remember <laughs> watching it even as a child and being like, this is not good. This is not a wow. good movie. I am very excited to hear your thoughts, your relationship <laughs> with Orlando Bloom, because I have such a strong, educated guess about what that relationship looks like. Okay, wait. Me. Tell me your educated guess first. Uh, that there's no relationship whatsoever to speak of. Wrong. Okay. Okay. I, really? Okay. So I have, uh, I don't think I've seen a movie with him in. That's right. my start. But I did see a play with him in. And oh. it was a play where I was on the front row and he got completely naked oh. and threw... And then uh, one part of the plot is that he used pic- he used like printed out dick pics as like what? blackmail. So I, he, not only was he completely naked, but he was also throwing his dick pics at me. And I was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> and like, what? And also, he is my friend's family friend. Yeah, that is a that that's big. That's big. I mm. didn't know that, but that's big. So. But I, I, I have wanna, never seen him in uh, any movie. <laughs> I kind of don't care about that anymore. I kind of want to focus on the play. What? Wait. So are were they pictures of his own penis? 
I don't know. I mean, I wasn't... The thing about this play is that everyone was naked at this point, I think. Or maybe not. Okay. Were you desensitised? A little bit. Yeah. Um, I think... Here's the thing. I didn't really know who he was, but a lot of people went to that play to see Orlando Bloom naked. I wonder if the photos of him... What are the photos that were being thrown were of him? Or if there's some ununionized extra. <laughs> like they got one of the stage hands to do yeah. it. <laughs> or they just like Googled I dick pic and then just printed it out. It was a really stressful play and I I gotta be honest, I didn't enjoy it. I was I very stressed. I think that's fair. That sounds mm. wild. And, and front row, front row was a bad choice. It was I cheap. I forgot just... that. <laughs> it was, and like we were sitting on the stage. It was a tiny theater. Oh, it was tough. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I regret I'm... it. It was one of. I didn't choose to go. Someone was like, "Will you come to this with me?" And I said, "Sure." Did you know it was going to happen? No. Oh, <laughs> did your did the person who invited you know and not tell you? I don't think either of us really knew. Okay. All right, and it's better than them knowing and being like, I don't mm. want to tell Jess. Mm. So you don't have a favorite, like normal. You don't have a favorite, at least favorite Orlando Bloom movie. No, but like everyone in my life is really obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Even my parents love it, but I just never okay. sat down and watched it. And you've never read either book? My mum tried to read them to me uh, as a kid, but mm-hmm. I don't think I took it in. I think at some honest. point I read a couple chapters of The Hobbit, maybe, and then I was like, mm. I'm, I'm good. Fantasy isn't really my thing. In me neither. In, in movies yeah. or books, which is yeah. tough oh, big for time. my movie this week, which um, I will say is two hours and 59 minutes. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. I really do. So, yeah, shall we get into our motion pictures this week? Yes. Like yes, I said, yes. I, I, I watched his best movie on Rotten Tomatoes, his highest rated. Uh, so I will go first. Mm-hmm. So the title is The Lord of the Rings, colon, The Two Towers. The genre is a fantasy movie. It came out in 2002. The director is Peter Jackson. It's a very big cast, but some of the other cast, some of them are Ian McKellen, Andy Serkis, Viggo Mortensen, Liv Tyler, Carl Urban, and Sean Astin. The Rotten Tomato score is 95%. I thought it was 97, but I double-checked again today and it was 95. If it's 97, sorry, I'm wrong. And something weird about this movie, according to Wikipedia, is that all three... So it's a trilogy, the Lord of the Rings movies, and they were mm-hmm. all filmed at the same time in one go. Whoa. So they were all filmed that. over like a 14-month period. I had no idea it was 2002. I thought it was way later than that. What would you have guessed? I thought it was like 2010. Oh, well, the Hobbit movies came out around then. Oh, uh, that's what I'm getting wrong. The Hobbit movies were like 2011, 2012, I think. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so Jess, what are what are the sort of just the basics about your movie? And I will say that at this moment, I'm getting more nervous as I'm realizing we're getting really close to me having to explain the plot. I'm getting, <laughs> oh, I'm getting scared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Jess. Jess, what is your, you tell me the basics. I'll tell you the basics. Uh, this movie is called The Calcium Kid. It came out eh. in 2004, so after Lord of the Rings which I really didn't expect. Um, it has a 0% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, and a but a 54% audience score, weirdly. Here's the, it's got a lot of British comedians in it, like Omid Jalili okay. and Mark Heap is in it. And Billy Piper is in it, but she has like three lines. Okay. Um, and a few episodes ago, I said my favourite genre of movie was mockumentary. Is it a mockumentary? It's a mockumentary. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. It's like when you wish for something in a, like with a genie. Yeah. It's a curse. Okay. Yeah, okay. Mm. Wow. Okay. It's so so it's a comedy slash mockumentary. Uh, is there something? Is that the something weird? Oh, the something weird is um, on the Wikipedia page under reception. There's this. A critic from Empire, and it says it describes it as an overstylized advert for milk, which I really liked. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, I am. Um, I, I didn't realize how much calcium really is going to be at play. Here. Oh boy! 
this is is a calcium-based film. Okay, wow, I'm really excited to get into milk. There was a time Mm -hmm. period where every celebrity was in got milk ads and milk was like the thing. Mm. Oh, this is this is heavy on milk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Oh God, here I have to now. Okay, it's time. The time has arrived. Jess, I'm I'm actually, I'm actually, I've never been nervous on this podcast before. I'm actually nervous because I'm not going to. Okay. Oh God, I don't, I don't even know. The thing is, I don't even know. Okay, so in this section, I we each have three minutes to explain the plot of the movies to each other. Neither of us, mm. sometimes one of us has seen the movie or whatever, like the other one's movie. Neither of us has seen each other's movies here. Um, I've barely seen my own movie. So <laughs> I'm, okay, I have three minutes to explain the plot of Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Oh, I will also actually say, I watched this movie with a friend who has seen Lord of the Rings before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So Ian McKellen has a really long beard and he's a wizard. He falls Mm -hmm. down the inside of a mountain. He then defeats this giant creature. Yay. So then basically the so basically like opening. Then we have three separate storylines throughout the movie. One of the storylines is we have two little guys and they're walking around. They're walking around with this even littler guy who's like a like an evil goo person, right? With some hair. Some hair. So evil goo is like, is like, I want this ring. I need this ring you got on you. And they're like, we got to destroy the ring. We got to destroy the ring. I'm, I, it's just because it's like, I'm sure they explain it more, but I don't know. It's evil, right? So, mm. but the, but the little goo is like, I got to get that ring. I got to get that ring. So that sort of continues, right? They're on that journey throughout the movie. One of the other journeys is these three gentlemen. One of them's a human. Apparently humans are in this world. There's an elf. And then there's a man who's clearly six, five, but they've just, with with forced perspective made him look like he's a dwarf but he's a six foot five actor so oh. they have the three of them are hanging out and they're on another journey i i'm unclear what their journey is on but it's like something about because this whole world is at war with each other or they're going to be at war because the main villain in this movie is an eye a giant eye that's the top of a building but also the building is a mountain so this eye is named sar sauron i think but then the mm. evil the evil wizard is named sarman which is too similar I think they're also working together. I think the man and the eye are friends. So the man and the eye are like, we got to take over whatever. This is a long bearded wizard who's not Ian McKellen, but it's it's just the evil version. So God, I'm halfway done. So then the third storyline is these other two little guys who essentially are like freaking out. They're lost. They're trying to get home, but then they're trying to whatever. They're on the run. And then trees end up saving them. Trees that talk and aren't actually trees, but look exactly like trees. But get def- offended when you call them trees, even though they look like trees and their name is basically tree. And it's like, why are you offended <laughs> if that I'm calling you tree? So they, and then the, they, so basically the trees are like, we're not going to join the fight. We're going to be Switzerland. And then those little people are like, you gotta, you gotta fight. You gotta fight. Basically the, the last hour of the movie is this super wide, like it's a really long fight. That's way too long. And in each of, like, the eye and the wizard Sormon lose because of a flooding via the trees. Then in the other way, the group with the, with the giant, who's actually 6'5", they lose the walled city. And then the two little guys with the little goo, they, I think, just continue their journey walking, I think, at the end. And then I'm trying to think, okay, is there anything else? This movie's three hours, so, like, I'm missing a lot. Basically, at one point, this king is, like, hijacked from the inside via, via Sorman and the eye. I don't know if the eye is working with Sorman. And then they, and then, and then Gandalf, uh, Ian McKellen, is like, I got you. I used to be gray, but now ripping off my clothes, I'm white. It's like a karate belt thing. He's, like, escalating on the karate belts. So he's like, mm-hmm. I'm now white wizard or whatever. And so then he saves the king. Okay, that's it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's my description of Lord of the Rings and the Two Towers. I feel like I was just like, I'm in, inducted into a really complicated board game. And I have to just sit there and go like, uh-huh. Yeah, the goo. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the goo, but the goo is so bony. That's what you have to understand. Is the goo Gollum? Yes. Okay. I know of Gollum. The goo is also jacked and really bony. <laughs> I know people who sort of fancy Gollum. Well, I'm sorry, what thing. was just I didn't hear, I didn't hear you with the headphones. <laughs> what? I know people who a part of their personality is that they fancy Gollum and I'm friends with those people and I haven't seen the movies and I think maybe I don't want to for that reason. I would say Gollum is the goo, uh, is Mm. a really good character. 
I think yes. the most compelling part of the movie. Okay, good for I thought, you. Bella. I thought it was a re- yes, genuinely really compelling, very interesting. I have a strong inkling that the ring is a metaphor for addiction, and like so, really, Ooh. really well done. Really well okay. done. I asked my friend I was watching with, I was like, is, what is the ring a metaphor for? And he was like, it's just, it's it's like greed or whatever. But the more, and I, I don't know anything, but the more I was watching, the more I was like, this really doesn't. There are like physical consequences to not being with the ring. And there's, it really feels like a, like it was a metaphor for addiction, which I, and the like consequences of it. I really loved that part of it. And so Gollum mm. is a great character. Would I, in Fuck, Mary Kill, would I fuck? Hard no. Like that's a hard, hard no, unfortunately. No. That's mm. a hard no. So I, I would maybe take a look at those friends and, and, and reassess. I will reassess. <laughs> so now I will give you my scores, my scores Please for do. the movie. So in this section, we basically give the movies our own score. Um, out of 100, we have five categories, each out of 20. And then we deduct it all by how many times we looked at our phone while watching to give us our score. So the entertainment value score, the entertainment value... For Lord of the Rings Two Towers, I gave it 10 out of 20. Now, this is a really okay. hard one to rank. There are some moments, it's way too long. And there are some mm. moments where it's like, this is great. And there are some moments where I'm like, this is fun, even though it's not great. Okay. There aren't enough of those. But when that does hit, it hits really high. So I think it evens out to 10. Cinematography score, I gave it 15 out of 20. And that's solely nice. because this motion picture is set in New Zealand. So even mm. in the worst moments, I got to look at New Zealand, and I was like, "This is great." So yeah, that was doing a lot of the heavy lifting. There are moments where we, where the characters like look at the camera, and I hated it. But even with that, New Zealand Whoa. is better. Now this next one is how many high fives the writers should get. This is really tough for this because I haven't read the book. I don't know what the book is like. I don't know. I don't know. I gave it twelve out of twenty because I figure like this is hard. This is a hard thing mm. to write. If this is if this is one of the movies based on the book, this book must be fucking crazy. So I, I, I was be, I'm being nice. I'm being nice. That the Luke's the outfits twenty out of twenty. Amazing. These I outfits are wild. That. These outfits were bonkers. Twenty out of twenty. <laughs> uh, how much I want to see it again? This was tricky. I gave it nine out of twenty. I think I would I would definitely see it again if I like get into this. If I read mm. Lord of the Rings and if I watch these movies, which at probably some point in my life I will. But until I get to that point, I'm so good. Like, I'm so good. Yeah. So then deducting all of that by how many times I looked at my phone. Unfortunately, I looked at my phone seven times. In fairness to me, this movie is three hours long. Three hours, so yeah. I, I, I had to take that. my moment. Thank you. So my total score is 59%, which is higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I would say I would say 48 feels right. Mm. Okay. Okay, so. Oh, boy, I can't wait. <laughs> Just. Now it's your turn to give me a three-minute... The calcium kit? Is that what it is? A the calcium kit. <laughs> and, then, and then give me your stats. I'm... Mm. I'm thrilled. 10 out of 10 thrilled. 10 out of 10. 20 out of 20 thrilled for this. That's 100%. That's my score for how thrilled I am. Okay. This is calcium kid. Right. So we have a documentarian who is following... Um, a wrestler. So it's um, a oh. world. It's it's the world championship of wrestling, and it's the UK versus America, the whole of America. Great. And um, so this documentary guy is uh, is following the UK, who is this really big buff wrestling guy. But then during his tr- first like training session, he decides to fight this like little spindly kid. Orlando Bloom, but mm. who is the calcium kid? Orlando <laughs> Bloom. Orlando Bloom is a milkman who does wrestling in his boxing, whatever, in his um, free time. But because he okay. drinks three pints of milk every day, his bones, <laughs> his bones are the hardest bones <laughs> around. Oh my God, so. So, so the wrestler punches Orlando Bloom in the head, and because his no, head no, is no. so strong, he breaks his hand. <laughs> so then, so then Orlando Bloom takes over as the new representative for the UK in <sighs> the World Championships of boxing. I think it's bo- mm. boxing or wrestling; it's interchangeable. So, okay. So then he's the new guy. Everyone's obsessed with him. It's set in South London. It's 
it feels very local. Like it feels like it's yeah. not the world championships. They have like one shot of the of this big venue. Anyway, not relevant. So now he's famous and he's doing a press conference and um the and he meets his opponent who is this really big muscly guy from uh America but he's Mexican and he says oh. he gets handed a card of things to say and he says some really racist stuff to the Mexican guy and then the whole of Whoa. the UK decides to hate him because he's a fascist which I think is I think actually, if he said those things, a lot of the UK unfortunately would be behind him. But anyway, annoyingly. Um, but anyway, so he's a fascist. So then he's like disgraced, and then but then the world championship happens, and we're at this final fight, and we're like, oh my god, is the calcium kid gonna win? He has like a fight with his manager, but then they make up. But then because they could not, they clearly could not get a big venue that looked yeah. like the world championships. What happens is. The original guy who had the broken hand kidnaps everyone at gunpoint and makes them have a fight in the basement. What? And the calcium kid ends up breaking the nose of the of the guy at gunpoint. And then <laughs> it's sort of all over and he goes back to being a milkman. And that's three minutes. Oh, good job. I was nervous. Well, I had no business being nervous. <laughs> oh, it was I have I wild. I don't think we could talk about this for the rest of our lives. I don't think all of my questions would be answered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should okay, I give you my scores? Yeah. Before yeah. we dive in, just give me your scores. I gotta, I gotta touch down on what we're dealing with. Give me your score. Okay. So, entertainment value. Unfortunately, most of it was quite boring. So oh, I okay. gave it a three out of a three out of twenty. Ooh. Whoa. Okay. Um, cinematography, I gave a four, a four out of 20. It, it was 2004. It was not a great time for looks. Uh, writer high fives. Um, for the calcium thing, I gave it a, I gave two high fives. (laughs) Wow. You're, you're being brutal this week. I, um, the looks, I also gave a two out of 20 because there were no real good looks apart from the jacket that said the calcium kid on the back. Oh, I mean, if, really if anyone has that jacket, mm, the, what email us, give. email us, DM <laughs> us, anything. Um, would I see it again? I gave it a two. I probably uh, wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. So it wasn't um, so bad. It's good. Yeah. Oh. I looked at my phone. So that comes to 13. But then I looked at my phone eight times, which is in total 5%. That's one of our lowest. That's one of our lowest scores. Yeah, although you know what, I feel like it deserves a little bit more, purely okay. for the for the milk storyline. There are so yeah. many moments yeah. where we watch Orlando Bloom chug a pint of milk. It's crazy. Wow, I didn't even think about that. I think I think maybe I'm wrong. That this this is only the second movie we've done that has a zero percent Rotten Tomatoes. I think so. The other one was the one was one I did for Stanley Sushi. It's called Jury Duty. It mm. also has a strong milk theme. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> it goes all it goes all the way to the top. Conspiracy theory: the critics hate milk. Yeah, critics hate milk, or milk is drawn to bad movies. Mmm, what an interesting take! What an interesting take! I mean, we have we have a lot to d- dig into here. We got oh a lot to dig into. I mean, where do we start? I, 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 I also a spoiler for the end, but we're gonna have some trouble combining these movies. <laughs> I was thinking about watching Lord of the Rings before I do any of your mm. milk stuff. I was like, this is going to be a tough one to have to find. We're going to, it's going to be great. There's going to be a milk plot in Lord of the Rings and they're going to wish well, they put it in the movie. Okay. I mean, maybe we should start. I will just start. I'll say a random thing that I don't know where to put it in. So I'll put it in here. We Just to circle back to the fact that this movie, my movie, came out in 2002 and it's called Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit of a tough title. Given it's mm. given it's timing, just just wanted to flag that that I think it's very odd. Maybe the middle part. Oh of the my book, god! Maybe that the, the penny yeah. just dropped in my head. <laughs> yeah, maybe the books are. I don't know anything. Maybe the books are like split, or part two actually is called the Two Towers. Yeah, the book is also called the Two Towers. I believe. Okay, I thought it was one book. No, I think it's a trilogy. Oh. Okay, the person I was watching with, he doesn't, my friend doesn't know anything because he said that it was one book. 
I think it's like one epic that's like been split into up. parts. Okay, got it. Got yeah. Got it. So I guess we just put that there, and then we dive into milk, <laughs> and then we dive into milk. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to start with the milk. I mm. how long is this movie? It's an hour and a half. Okay, that's good. It's half the length of mine. Is yeah. there what is the does he have a name or is he just the calcium kid? His name is Jimmy. Jimmy slash the calcium kid. Because you only referred to him as the calcium kid in your three minutes. <laughs> but like that's his that is his like yeah. uh fighting name. <laughs> wow. I mean who else oh. is in this movie again? So we've got Mark Heap. I don't know if you'd know him. He's um like Let a British comedy guy. Um, he plays a documentary. Mainly, you just see his voice. You just hear his voice. Oh, I have seen this face before. Um, we have Billy Piper. Oh my God, women in this movie are seen but not heard. These, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are lots of women in bras standing behind men, but they do not. Oh. They do not get to talk. Oh, like ring, like ring girls with the, like holding the signs. Yeah. Billy okay. Piper is like the love interest in quote marks, but she Quite. has literally three lines. And one of the lines, the, the, their first interaction, Orlando Bloom just is has his hands on her boobs, and sure. she calls sure. she calls her boobs knockers. She's like, "Let go of my knockers," which I think is I weird. kind of fuck with that. <laughs> that's um, so weird. I I that's something our movies have in common is the lack of women. I would mm. say Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. And this is a movie that, to be clear, has a billion characters. Every yeah. 30 seconds, we got a new wizard. We got a new tree that talks. We have, like, so many characters, all dudes. Except mm. maybe three women talk in the movie. Maybe a couple, like, extras screaming or whatever in the background. But, like, three women really talk. One of them is a mo- Oh, and there's a little girl. So four. There's a little girl. Mm. There's a mother. There's a sister who's of a brother and a, son of- and a daughter of a king who's also a love interest. Great. And then there's a love interest. And then there's another love interest. And Liv Tyler plays like I, I think it's kinda of clear to me given the given what I saw that she's like the main love interest, even though she wasn't really in the movie. I think that that's mm. what is happening. That she's like the main love interest in the series for Viggo Mortensen. When and I was watching this movie and I kept thinking like I, I she didn't come up for a while. Like, she's only really into couple scenes. So I thought her, I thought like, oh, okay. And I knew she was in these movies. So I was like, okay, so her, she's with Orlando Bloom. I think, I think that's what it's going to be. Turns out, mm. no, her love interest is Viggo Mortensen, a man who, when they filmed this, he's 44, she's 25. <gasps> oh my God. I, once I saw that, I like could not stop talking about that. <sighs> I could, my friend was like, stop. I know. I hear you. Stop. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. It, he's a big she's, thing. she's now the age he was <gasps> when they filmed it. I thought for sure she was with Orlando Bloom because they're peers. No, she's yeah. with the guy who's like the same age as her dad. That's that's rough. Yeah, the way they treat women in this movie is very similar. There's uh, Billy Piper, who's the half naked love interest. Yeah, there is um, his Orlando Bloom's mum is a prostitute, and it's like a a running oh. joke. It's like a, it's treated as a running joke that like she's a massage therapist, but actually she's a sex worker. Okay. Um, I should say sex worker instead. Um, she's a sex worker. And um, she has a few moments like to ca- talking to camera, but they're very terrible in terms of um, her oh, character. Right. I forgot it was a mockumentary about milk. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like, he, he gets like a stalker fan who's supposed yeah. to be like an ugly woman because she has big glasses and like curly hair. Which makes her, which makes her a creepy stalker. In this moment, for anyone who's like anyone, you're all listening and watching. Jess has curly hair and is currently wearing big glasses. Why? Anyway, so she's like his creepy stalker fan. Um, although she doesn't okay. do anything that bad. Like I think if we're talking creepy, Orlando Bloom is creepier by grabbing Billy Piper's boobs. The, oh, it's the, not. They're not hooking up. No, th- that's like the first time they meet. The stalker fan does what? nothing like that. She all she only wants his autograph, and then she like befriends his mum, which is a little bit creepy. But that's that's not great. But it's it's not great. But it's not assault. Yeah, if we have to yeah. rank like creepy crimes, hmm. this is the new section where we rank yeah. creepy Ranking crimes. Ranking creepy crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that yeah, what he does is way worse. Yeah. Wow, I thought they were like already together and hooking up. 
No, that's like right at the end of the movie they hook up, but before oh she's god. just like a stranger. Oh my god. Are you yeah. Is he good in this movie? Tell me about Orlando. The Calcium kid if you will. Um and I w- yes. I will. I will. Who he is now just the Calcium kid to me. Is he? Um he Yeah, I'd say he's he's good at what he does. Wait, do you mean wrestling slash boxing or do you mean acting? Acting. I would say he's okay. good at acting the role of the calcium kid. I believe him as a milkman who drinks three <laughs> pints of milk a day. Yeah, wait, yeah, sorry. Three pints of milk? Min. Minimum. Three pints of milk a day. This is milk propaganda, right? I think it is. Yeah, he's like, I milk. drink three pints of milk a day and therefore I am the strongest man and any wrestler who, like, touches me will break their hand because of my milk bones yeah i don't i remember when everyone was like drink especially during puberty everyone's like drink milk you'll get taller Mm. whatever and me as a short person i'm like gotta drink my milk gotta drink my milk but it didn't work i'm still short i don't think that that is that real or is that just fake milk felk i said fake milk filk propaganda i think it's all dairy industry propaganda i don't i do too I think dairy has more um, cons than pros. Well, it depends on the dairy. There are certain yogurts and cheeses or whatever that are super, have so much protein and mm. that kind of thing. Like, it really depends on the dairy. But yeah, I guess in general, I feel like milk. But milk. I don't, I don't think milk helps as much as, as we were led to believe. I don't think drinking, like, glasses of milk is always, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but is it, is it? good is it good hmm. maybe we're conspiracy theorists now but i would have put my foot down and say no it's not good to drink three pints it doesn't of milk. look good it doesn't look also, good also just on a taste level ew it's disgusting in my opinion i mean i hate i hate most dairy products but yeah. um it was gross it was gross <laughs> wow yeah i mean i and for Orlando Bloom to do that, to do the calcium kid, to be the calcium kid, mm. at the, at, in 2004, which is like, he's like a, that's a, he's not an unknown. He's done Lord of the Rings. Lord yeah, of the Rings was his big that's break. That's so interesting because I didn't look up the timeline. I thought he would have been an unknown at this point. No, 2004, <laughs> he had done Lord of the Rings. That was his big break. And wow. it like made him famous. And then parts of the Caribbean was, I didn't vibe maybe? Around then. That's crazy. Because he looks like a child in this movie. Yeah, he is quite... I don't know how old. What is... He's probably, like, early, mid-20s in Lord of the Rings. So in in The Calcium Kid, he was 27. The Calcium Adult. (laughs) He looks 15. Interesting. (laughs) He does have a bit of a... He has a young face. He acts 15 as well. Like, he's living with his mum in this little single room. Yeah, that's crazy that he's 27. So maybe he's even an even better actor than you originally thought because he's mm. really good at... Well, is he supposed to be 15? They never say, but he's definitely supposed okay. to be like a teenager, I think. He's supposed to be a kid, yeah. So then he's yeah. great at that. I mean, in, in Lord of the Rings... Mm. Oh, actually, I'm now realizing I think he's an elf in Lord of the Rings, which is clear by the fact that he has really long platinum blonde hair and then long ears. Yep. So I think that he... And I, the elves live for a really long time. So he might be 300, I don't know. But I think he's Ooh, supposed to be... The vibe of his age is supposed to be, like, 20, I think. Okay. Even if he's 3,000, you know, like, he's supposed to be 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think... Because he's there with Viggo Mortensen, the 44-year-old Gruber. <laughs> and I think... And Viggo Mortensen is supposed to be the, like, a manly, grown-up man. Interesting. So he's not supposed to be really grown how is Orlando Bloom's acting and vibes in Lord of the Rings? He doesn't really have that much to do. Okay. Well, no, I will say he's great with a bow and arrow. And there's a lot of bow Go and on. arrow action. That's his only weapon. He's got a horse and he's got a bow and arrow. I think it's so interesting that fantasy movies always have horses. Always. Horses always exist. Also, they never... I That's such they, a great point. Like, I don't think fantasy stuff plays enough with, like, you can change the rules of physical harm. Like, you could have it be that everyone who, like, falls off a cliff lives. And that's just mm. part of the world. Like, the rules mm. of harm are always the same as our world. That's a great point. And I don't understand that. Like, why do you not play with that? Anyway, he, is he good? Is Orlando Bloom good in Lord of the Rings? The Two Towers. 
Yeah. Yeah, sure. He doesn't really have anything to do. It's fun to see him be an elf, and I think he has a lot of stage presence, as, of course, you saw on that stage. Mm. Um, and I think... <laughs> I think he's fine. What are the characteristics of being an elf? This is a really good question, mm. and I will... How about I give you three answers? Two of them okay. I know. One of them is just I'm making it up, and you have to guess. Okay. But it might be real because I don't know. Number one, elves uh, don't really have facial hair. Oh. Really smooth skin. Smooth. Okay. Number two, they have really long ears. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, oh no, no, I take that one back because you know that's true. Okay. Um, so whatever. I'll just fuck that one. Number two, they are like arist. They're aristocrats. Aristocats? Uh, aristocats. <laughs> they're, they're aristocrats, kind of. They're, like, fancy. Okay, they're aristocrats. I don't think they're royal, but they're, like, rich. They're fancy. They live in Chelsea. Got it. Uh, and number three, they can predict the future. I want to say that predict the future is the, the made-up one. It is the made-up one, but then after <laughs> I said it, I remembered I seen the movie, and I think it might be true. Ooh. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, so all I know about elves is that they they got the long ears. They they don't really have facial hair. I think that's something. I think it's to tell us, at least. That, I don't know if it's actually a rule of the elf, but I think to tell the audience who's an elf. Like, elves will not have facial hair. Okay. They, and they have, have the, the long ears. Yeah, they have the, the long, long ears. ears. They have really smooth skin. They Oh, they speak a language. That's elf. There's Elvish. languages. Yes, there's languages in this movie. I remember, because here's the thing. I've seen Tolkien. Tolkien, I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. There was a biopic, biopic. I can't pronounce any of these words. But there was one of those movies. <laughs> biopic. About him. And he was, uh, the actual really? guy was very into languages. And um, oh. that was like his thing, that he knew loads of languages and he made up loads of languages as, as a teenager. Oh, that's really fun. I had no idea. I thought mm. the languages, that kind of part of the movie really annoyed me, but now I like it. Okay. What was <laughs> the biopic? Who played him? Oh, what's his name? He's in The Great. Oh, um, Nicholas Holt? Yes. Oh, they did like a young Tolkien biopic. Or actually, how Yeah, old it was, was like his university life. Um, oh. I watched it because it was half World War One movie. Ah. Because <laughs> Tolkien <laughs> fought in World War One. Oh, did he? He's British, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, the movie um, has a very British energy It's it. very British. It was a little bit wanky, if I'm honest. Like, the whole vibe of, like, men who are better than everyone because they're clever. I'm, I mean, I'm looking... Yeah, I get that. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for the movie Tolkien now. The poster is way too... It is way too weird to be a 2019 poster. Yeah. Uh, it says the film received mixed reviews from critics and grossed nine million worldwide on a twenty million budget. Mm. Dollars. Oh no! It made a loss. Yeah. It wasn't. Um, it didn't have enough First World War for for me. <laughs> you heard it here first. We should <laughs> add that to, a, to as one of the categories. Doesn't have yeah. enough World War One. How much of the First World War is mentioned in the movie? Yeah. I mean, you are the World War One kid. I am. And you know what? I'm sick of being judged for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, people always think it's weird. But if I was a middle-aged no. man, it, it would be normal. It, but it, people would make fun of it. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but if, Janet, if you want me to, I'll stop making fun. I don't think I do. I no, do a little you don't. bit. A little bit. I'm just, I'm a little bit insecure about the fact that my current special interest is World War One. <laughs> and when we say curve, we mean for a year and a half. Yeah. Anyway. Wow, I mean, the calcium kid. What What more is there to say? I do want to circle back. Yeah, let's circle back to the I calcium. I do want to circle back. I mean, is there... Oh, there's something I think we do need to to get to the bottom of. Is it wrestling or is it boxing? Uh, I wish I knew. What did... Um, so Chris Eubank is in it for a very short amount of time. What did he do? I think What's he's his... a boxer. Boxer, yeah, it's boxing. Do you know the difference? I think, so boxing is like punch, punch, and wrestling uh -huh. is like, rawr. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's boxing. You're right. That also makes sense because wrestling is not, I guess it's about bone density. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea of like being like strong as a house, I feel like that's more boxing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, box. It is boxing. You're right. So he does. Ha- he's done. No, he doesn't work out. He just drinks milk. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, there's this. So I God have not Jess. seen. Are <laughs> <laughs> you revealing a huge thing late in the game no, again? The, in the middle, he does this big workout training montage, and Great. it they use the Rocky music. So it's pretty much just an exact copy of Rocky, and I feel like that's illegal. Oh, was it a parody of Rocky? No, I wouldn't say it is because there's not. It's not really parodying anything specific about Rocky. But in that scene, it is. But in that scene, they do it like exactly, and I feel like that. I don't know how they got around that. It's maybe they got around it because the people who own Rocky were like, "This is not going to affect yeah, us." Yeah, this is not. This is. We don't Some really intern care. watched yeah. the movie and were like, "You're fine. You're fine." You're yeah. Right. What was it rated? Ooh, like um, like the oh age. Well, yeah, but the UK ratings are so what? What are they? They're so I've never been able to wrap my head around them, and I've like lived in the UK and I've never understood <laughs> their ratings. So we have like PG and then twelve, twelve A, which means. 12 with an adult and then oh. there's 15 18 15 a 18 a or just 15 no just 15 18 got it we have g which means anyone of any age can go alone although mm. should they <laughs> should a three-year-old go to a movie by themselves <laughs> then we have pg which is like parents there's gonna be a couple maybe a one damn in the movie maybe yeah. one joke that has to do with sex then there's gonna be pg-13 which is, you have to, if you're 13, you have to go with an adult. Um, I would say most movies are PG-13. Yeah. Then there's R-rated, which is you cannot, if you're, if you're under 17, you have to go with someone who's, I think it's actually if you're over 17, you have to go with someone who's over 21. Interesting. I think they do it that way so that, like, high schoolers can't just go with an 18-year-old. I see. And then there's uh, NC-17, which is you cannot go if you're under 17 ever. Very oh. few movies are NC-17. Oh, there's also X, which is basically poor. Whoa. Okay. The Calcium Kid is a 15, which feels wrong. Hmm. What should it be? I think it should be a 12A, like a PG-13, because there's yeah. nothing... There's. It's not very violent. There's not... There might be a bit of swearing, but not much. Like, I don't... It didn't feel like it needed to be a 15. Is there sex stuff in it? No, literally none. Well, we have our assault at the beginning of the Apart movie. Apart from the, Yeah, but um, there's, like, kissing, but there's no... And obviously the, there's implications, but there's no actual sex. Yeah, that's not big. I wonder if it says why. I think Lord of the Rings Two Towers was PG-13, and it should... That's the right... That's the correct rating. I love that we've never looked at the ratings before, but... I know, it's never crossed my mind. It's normally yeah. pretty obvious, I think. Yeah. But sometimes fantasy movies, I think it's always interesting. And I guess mockumentaries. It's interesting right. to touch down because if they're PG, that really does tell us the audience. Like yeah. fantasy specifically is a very interesting genre for that stuff. Yeah. I d- do not watch fantasy at all. Me neither. I don't. It's just I. The two, there, there, there are very few movie genres I, I flat out just like I'm going and assuming I'm not going to. Like I never like that genre. Right. Mm. One of them is fantasy stuff and especially fantasy stuff that's supposed to be in the past yeah actually that's kind of three categories it's like really anything (laughs) fantasy it's anything that's like medieval Mm. anything that's before the 1700s i'm not gonna fuck with it so not even just medieval even like rome movies i'm gonna hate it i'm gonna hate it and animal movies (laughs) like talking animals or it's just like i'm i'm channing tatum and i'm in a movie called dog with a dog which is a real movie oh yeah no, I don't like movies absolutely where, not. where, or like Seabiscuit. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Congrats to the horse. Like I don't. It's none of my business. <laughs> yeah, I, I never like animal movies. I never like medieval or before movies, and I don't really like fantasy movies. I'm absolutely the same. I uh, also don't really like sci-fi. If I'm being honest, yeah, you don't. I have tried to like it because I grew up watching star wars and stuff and i really wanted to be cool so i was like yeah i love this too yeah but if we're being honest sci-fi is not uh, it reminds me of the time right after the avengers movie came out that i was decided to read one comic book and i downloaded the marvel app and read a comic book on my phone and i hated (laughs) it (laughs) yeah no i do not like marvel it's just like 
I when it's like CGI people in a CGI world doing like yes. CGI fights, I'm like, yes. what am I actually watching? What's even worse for me is when it's not CGI people fighting CGI people. It's like CGI creatures or like yeah. in Transformers. It's CGI like personified <laughs> cars fighting each other on the moon. <laughs> I'm like, why would I care about this? <laughs> I have no connection. I have no connection to this. There's it doesn't mean anything to me. Nothing that grounds this in reality. I would rather watch Lord of the Rings Two Towers for a whole day. Just playing it the entire day. Actually, maybe I would do that. Maybe I have to up my score. Because I think Uh, after three watches, I would understand what's happening. Okay, yeah. I think it takes a couple watches to really actually get your handle up. Did you feel like you were following Calcium Kid every step of the way? I think so. Because it's a mockumentary and they really like spell it out for you. I think I, I did understand what was going on. I mean, what was your favorite scene? It's got to be when he introduces himself as, and he's driving his milk van. And he, I forgot. And he reveals. And he reveals that because he drinks three pints of milk a day, Which he's got <laughs> bones as hard as rocks. <laughs> Is he getting high on his own supply? Is he drinking his own milk? I think, I guess. Wow, so he's he's stealing. They interview his boss and the boss is like, Jimmy is the best goddamn milkman we've ever seen. <laughs> he, he's a real advocate for milk. <laughs> I wonder what their quotas are. Are their quotas like you've got to sell a thousand jugs? Also, does this take place in the past? No, I think it's so it's 2000. I think it is set in the early 2000s in London, in South London, in, in South like London. central, like like urban, like we're in London, we're not in the suburbs. Well, it's like South London, sort of suburban. I would. It's like on the. It's like Kingston. I would say it's like Peckham vibes. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So I don't think that milkmen in like cities, like that's London. That's not, that's, we're not out. We're not far out. Were, existed in, in, in the year of our Lord 2004. I think they did. Maybe this is a British thing. I think, I think they did. Because I remember... Really? Having milkman. Yeah. <gasps> okay. I think this is a cultural difference. Yeah. Because as someone who grew up in Washington, D.C. at the same time, what are you talking about? There's no milkman. <laughs> what are you talking about? We went to the grocery store and got milk. <laughs> I think there was. There was a milk. I think. Really? Until when? The mil- when do your memories cease? I think by 2010, there was no more Too real. <laughs> During the Obama administration. <laughs> During the Obama. You, you're telling me that when Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part 1 came out. <laughs> okay. Mil- what? Man Industry London. Oh my god. Oh, you're telling me the year the year before Teenage Dream, the album Teenage Dream came out, <laughs> there were milkmen in London. In, not in, we're not in rural Shropshire. We're in London. No. I'm reading an article. In 2016, they said that the milkmen... Milk... British households getting their milk delivered has declined in the past 20 years. But it was still happening in 2016. The year of the Brexit vote. Yeah. And in East London, the milk delivery business delivers to 12,000 customers a week. So I've never learned more about milk. I've never <laughs> learned more about milk. I've never discussed milk in such a... I'm... All right. I apologize. Milkman of East London. I'm so sorry. Uh, there's nothing I can say, but I'm so sorry. I'll send you flowers. I'll send you milk. Um, it's, it's definitely a dying industry, but I think it did. In the early 2000s, it was still going. It's still going now in Dagenham. It's st- <laughs> technically, yes. <laughs> to 12, there were 12,000 people in East London. Getting milk delivered every week. How every often week. do you drink milk? How often? Listeners. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I'm not kidding. Please email us and tell us how often you drink milk. <laughs> Tip tops and flip flops at gmail.com. I'm not mm. kidding. I'm so curious. I wish we had a poll. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Just email us. It's on you yeah. and please do it. I drink milk never. I'll have a little bit of milk sometimes in a chai latte. Mm. That's it. And I and it will be I preferably be coconut milk. That's yeah. it. I never I never drink dairy milk. I, I'll have a little bit of oat milk if I'm if I'm ordering a, a hot drink, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I know it's an ingredient stuff, but 
Yeah. But I don't, I personally would not need milk delivered every week. Just personally. <laughs> no, not I at mean, all. I might do it if it's Orlando Bloom. Just for the hell of it. Just for the kicks. <laughs> if the calcium kid played by Orlando Bloom was still delivering milk in London, you bet I would order it. Not for like a weird reason, just just for the just hell. Just because I'm, just because I think he needs the business. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're helping out a, a local business. Is he, is, he, is, he a, is he a milk nepo baby? Is his, oh no, his mother is a sex worker. No, okay, his mother's a sex worker and his dad is in prison because oh. his dad beat up one of the mum's clients because he was getting sick of like her having sex with lots of other people. So this is like, well, maybe that's a conversation like, to be had yeah, yeah, with yeah. your wife. So he like beat up one of these, one of her clients and then ends up in prison. And what's so funny is we meet the dad and well, this is one of my notes is we meet the dad and um, in prison, like one of those visitor things. And the first thing Orlando Bloom says to his dad after years of not seeing him is, wow, you're so big. <laughs> it's like, oh, so he's like a child. It's like, it feels like it's from like a Roald Dahl or something. Like he's yeah, turned it, into some giant. It's, but the, <laughs> what's actually happened is he's like some sort of weightlifting champion in prison. Oh, <laughs> it sounds like but, for Orlando Bloom, milk grew the body, but it didn't grow the mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it didn't go to the mind. Wow. Wow. I mean, I... I wonder if there's milk in Lord of the Rings and if those elves are drinking milk. I hope so. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there to the combining mm. the movies. Let's go through our notes. Yeah. Let me see. I didn't take that many notes for this movie, I, but I think that's because I was watching it with someone. So, like, I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's touch down on this. What are the accents? What are the accents in Lord of the Rings, the two towers? I think... So, it feels like they're supposed to be vaguely just, like, not British, not American... Sometimes a little bit also like just sort of something that's some sort okay. of accent, right? But it moves. It moves like on an individual level. People's accents move around. Sean Astin. Sean Astin decides like halfway through, he decides like, oh, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna do Irish. And he's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, uh, sure. Okay. I think it's really confusing how the names work in this world. Mm. So for example, there's someone named Eomer who's the son of Eomund. Right. And there are, like, multiple examples of that. Mm. Oh, there are, there are, so there are evil people, they're just sort of evil, kind of, I can't tell if they're really supposed to be AI or if they're, like, a, a race of species. It's hard for me to tell. Because the eye and the wizard, like, make them, so it's hard for me to tell. But these creatures are also, um, has a bit of an Al Jolson feel to it. It has a bit of a blackface feel to it. Really? Um, yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's noticeable in a way that is I don't love oh. these and those the characters who are so like that that thing like I want to say thing because I don't know if it's person or AI are also the only I think they're the only people that have like Cockney accents. Interesting. <laughs> so they're like they they decided like the evil people gonna be Cockney. <laughs> that happens so often. It does. It's like Danny Dyer voicing it. Yeah, and it's um. I guess it's like a classism thing, but... I think it is, yeah. Oh, one of the... So, there are a couple of really... The funniest moment in the movie to me is a moment where Viggo Mortensen and Orlando Bloom are, like, walking alone on a, like in, on a hill, right, in the middle of, like, this countryside. And they go, like, do you hear something? I think I hear something. Let's go to the side. They step to the side. And a second later, a stampede of 10,000 horses comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. I'm like... How did you not hear that 30 minutes ago? How did you Do you hear something? That's great. Do you hear something? Let's just go to the side. And then it's every horse you've ever seen in your life. Wow. I love so hard. Um, Viggo Mortensen is Sherlock Holmes, I wrote. I don't need to explain that. Oh, yeah. Something that looks like a, something that looks like a tree, a giant tree, and is named Tree Beard is mad that they think he's a tree. <laughs> so funny. Is Hobbits? there a real reason that, that they're mad or no? Because they're like, we're not trees, we're a species, we are alive, basically. Like, we're, but we're trees sentient. are also alive, okay. But they're like, we're sentient, we're, ch we're chatting, like. So we're not. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hobbit, okay. Apparently hobbits, which are the what I just referred to as the little guys, 
Hobbits as a species, they're apparently always barefoot. Mm, they never thought to make shoes. And ap- well, apparently they have like giant hairy feet. Yes, I did know that. Did you? <laughs> I did. Okay. Because um, <laughs> like, like people will insult each other by, by saying you have hobbit feet, which is oh, like okay. your giant hairy feet. <laughs> uh, I wrote Gandalf the Grey is now Gandalf the White after coming back to death. It's Death is riding a dragon. Doesn't matter. There's a horse named Shadowfax, which I think is such a great name for a Shadow horse. Fax? Shadowfax? Shadowfax. Great name. Wow. Okay. Um, why do evil men always caress women's faces? Great point. The, oh, yeah. The, the creatures that look just like elephants. Guess what their name is? I really want it to be like Elefante. <laughs> it's Oliphant. Oliphant. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, let's see. Is there anything else I wrote? Um, why are all these people fighting? I couldn't get my hand on that. Uh, that is such a thing in in like all these fantasy and sci-fi movies it's like there's never a real reason for the fighting beyond pettiness Viggo Mortensen's horse basically brings him to the hospital (laughs) uh Cate Blanchett shows up an hour and 45 minutes in to like basically deliver us a a soliloquy and then leaves oh okay uh I wrote what is the eye's motivation (laughs) (laughs) is it all the ring Aragon son of Arathorn Smeagol's fingers look like toes uh, oh, one of the guys looks like Matthew Bainton. Or Bainton? Is that who you said? Oh, I love him. Yeah, Bainton. Yeah, Bainton, one of the guys I think. I think looks like him. Uh, at one point, Orlando Bloom rides a wood skateboard. Oh, the sc- there are multiple moments in the score that to me sound just like the Back to the Future theme. Interesting. I think it might have. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say anything. But, you know, do your own research. Do your own research. <laughs> Look Got for it. yourself. It sounded really similar. I thought at the end that the fights were all consolidating into one major battle. Turns out they weren't. It's three separate fights. <laughs> oh. Let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, I hate. I hate. So there's a moment at the end where Sean Astin is like, "Will everyone? Will, will anyone ever talk about the talk about us? Will there be folk tales and songs about us? Will there be story? I'm, I hate that bullshit. Oh, I hate, I hate that. I really do hate that. There's a moment in Oppenheimer where the character of Oppenheimer literally says, "Will, will anyone ever tell the truth about what happened here?" Ugh. And it's Christopher Nolan being like, Ugh. I, will. I will. I hate oh, it. I hate gross. that stuff. Don't gross. call out that this is a movie. Um, those are my notes. I have more notes to, that I was expecting to go through. Okay. Let me go through. I think I've said most of it. Um, yeah, I've just written drink three pints of milk a day. Yeah, it's really important that we don't forget that. I think the most interesting thing is that it's it's set up to be the world championships. Which is a huge televised event, but the In way boxing, that yeah, yeah, the way that it's shot is it feels like it's a much more local thing. Yeah, like it feels like it's a very tiny local gym championship, and there's this like the press conferences are in like pub and like pubs. Yeah, got it, got it. Got it. Can can we circle back to the kidnapping? I, I forgot about that, and then I just remembered. Can you explain that again? So we get to the the end of fight. There's like stock footage of like Wembley Stadium, so it looks like it's a big okay, fight. Yeah. But then obviously they couldn't actually do any big scale fight, so they decided to have it end with the old the guy who was supposed to fight kidnaps everyone. Oh, like everyone okay. in the movie is kidnapped in the basement. Orlando Bloom's like drank a pint of milk to get ready for the fight, and then oh, <laughs> I didn't realize it worked that fast. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, well, okay. It and um, go go juice. Yeah. So obviously they couldn't do a proper fight, so they go into this basement, and everyone's there, captured at gunpoint. And I don't really know the motivation. I guess he's yep. like angry that that the calcium kid is fighting instead of him. So he kidnaps them all. So, so no one no can one, fight, I guess. So that no one can fight, yeah. And then... They have a fight in the basement? Yeah, so Calcium Kid ends up fighting the guy who was supposed to represent the UK. And Calcium Kid wins. Oh. And that's the end? That's pretty much the end. Then it's like flash forward to like however many months later and it's like, Calcium Kid went back to doing his milk round. Why? I don't know. <laughs> maybe he, he's just, maybe he's like I gotta get to the source I gotta get that milk <laughs> yeah I don't because like so he never got to fight in the world championship so I guess that was that and was and that's it. what the movie is building towards right 
Yeah. So it's kind oh. of a letdown. That sucks. One of the funniest things is that um, there was his introduction before fighting on the in the ring was going to be these four guys dressed in white doing like a sexy boy band version of God Save the Queen. And it's so <laughs> funny. It's so <laughs> is it? funny. And then and then the kidnapper, the first thing he does is he makes them do the dance. Oh, He's yeah, like, you got to do it. <laughs> and so they do it like really scared and sad. They're like, God save the queen. And it's, um, that made me laugh. That was like a funny joke. Yeah, that's I funny. Thought. Was but the movie apart- self-aware? I don't, mm, I wouldn't say it was that self-aware. Okay. I'd say that's the only joke that made me laugh. Okay. The rest of it was... I don't know if the calcium thing was supposed to be a joke or not. That's fascinating. That after, like, the whole movie, it's unclear if the biggest joke of the movie was a joke. Yeah, like, I don't know if it was supposed to be a joke or if it was actually, like, milk propaganda. I mean, maybe it's both. Maybe we're underestimating Big Milk. Mm. Maybe Big Milk is like, well, we'll slip this in, like, giving a dog a medicine and some bread or cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Some milk, some cheese, that's dairy. Oh, if you will. If you will, I will. Yeah, it was, um, I'm not really 100% clear. Yeah, we're never going to know because I'm not going to watch it. Maybe I'll, like, um, email the director, right, slash writer, because I don't think they're doing yeah, anything now. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Wait, is it a writer-director? Is it the same person? Oh, I. you know what? I didn't mention that at the start because I didn't pay attention. Who cares? That's, uh... You should email them. Okay, yeah, there was a writer-director called Alex Durakoff, but there are three people credited as writing it. He was helped by Raymond Friel and Derek Boyle. It does not surprise me that it was three men who wrote this. Yeah, I that it's like such a it's it's so makes so much sense. Yeah, shall we combine these movies? Let's combine these movies. Let's combine them and write a sequel. What are the things they have in common? Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Um, you could almost say that the the drinking of the milk to make your bones hard as steel is a magical yeah. fantasy element. That's true. You could al- you could almost say it, and we're gonna say it. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there's a boxing ring, and there's a real ring. Oh, that's great. That's I great. would like it if if we're combining these movies. Yeah, I think we got to start doing that. There's nothing else in common. Yeah, if like some version of the calcium kid is dropped into the lord of the rings world i think could that be a way to go i like it i think we gotta do it that way mm. and luckily with lord of the rings the like the fact that he looks that they're both orlando bloom and have the same face i feel like that can be explained away by being magic okay great it's gotta be milk based maybe there's like milk maybe milk is like the ring so like milk <gasps> is like it's so powerful as we know it's so powerful. It, it has an immediate effect on bone density. It's so powerful. <gasps> Maybe, yeah, the milk is like the coveted prize. Yeah, and they're all trying to get that milk. And he is, and the calcium kid is the milkman. Oh, he's grown. We watch him grow into a milkman. Yeah. And that's the arc. There we go. Wow, what's it called? Um, okay, let me, let me spitball. We've got Lord, Lord of the Milk. Yeah, the, the milk, the milk ring could be fun, I, but it doesn't. It's not a play on words, <laughs> but it's like an underground. <laughs> oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah, you're right. It is a play on words, and it's three rings. You're right. I was wrong. It is a play the on words. The milk ring, like an underground sort of organization of milkmen. But it, I think it's got to start no. with Lord of the Rings because okay, all three Lord of the movies do. It's Lord of the Rings colon. Okay, so the Lord of the Rings colon the milk ring. <laughs> No. <laughs> milk. We could just do Lord of the Rings colon milk. Yeah. But, and like the I should be an exclamation mark. <laughs> like pink. Yeah. Yes. 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 150%. So it's okay, M exclamation mark LK. Yes. But it's also just some to... people are going to read it as MLK like Martin Luther King. <laughs> yes. Perfect. He can be in it as well. <laughs> he can be in it. If he wants to be in it, he's in it. Yeah. He's in it. He's in it. Go. <laughs> Oh, God, Lord of the Rings milk. <laughs> milk. And it's like very, it's like very campy. It's like milk, you know? Oh, in my head, it was really serious, but I like it okay. being camp. 
I think maybe it could be all serious apart from the milk elements, which are quite campy. Yeah, maybe it's one of the, it's like Lord of the Rings where there are like so many separate storylines. All of the yeah. storylines are really serious, but the milk storyline is just like making fun <laughs> of all the other storylines. Yeah. Because I'm like watching that. Lord of the Rings, I was struck. I was like, if this is edited slightly differently, it's just like, it's a parody movie. It's a comedy. Yeah. So we can just do that. Okay. Wow. Lord of the Rings milk. <laughs> so we have decided that next week we are going to do the one, the only, truly the one, the only, Eddie Murphy. That's right. I will be watching yeah. his lowest rated movie. Jess will be watching his highest. And, and that's thank that. Thank you. Yes. Again, please email us how often you drink milk. Uh, tip tops at flip-flops at gmail.com and then socials will be in the description and mm-hmm. uh, I think Jess anything else to add um, just remember to drink three pints of milk a day I think yes, yes we don't discuss it enough yeah three pints of milk a day keeps the keeps your little blue that's us <laughs> maybe Maybe who's to say we're not doctors, you know, we're not doctors, nor milk yeah. drinkers, so we no. Okay, cool. Okay, um, great. Be safe. Be safe. <laughs> be safe out there. You've been listening to Tip Tops and Flip Flops with Hope Cavendish and Jessica Durand. You can find the podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok at TipTopsPod. And email us, tiptopsandflipflops at gmail.com. And if you can't get enough of us, you can also follow Hope at Hope Cavendish on TikTok and Jessica at Le Jess Durand on Instagram. Until next time, be safe out there and we'll see you next week. <laughs>